Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday, January 5th. I hope that your week is going well, as uh, yesterday was a, um, well, it was a lackluster day. I mean, the Dow did pump up uh, quite a bit, but the other two indexes ended up um, in the red. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a minute. Hey, before I do, there's only one thing that any of us can control within the marketplace, and that's how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And if you are five to 10 years out from retirement or you are already retired, I can't stress enough how important it is that you know what your risk is in your portfolio. That's why we here at Statler Financial developed the core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to get started with your core retirement design. Let us help you out there. With that, we've got Dave coming up next. Well, hello and good morning. Suddenly the uh, newswires pick up on the financial world. It's time for us to check in and tell you what's going on with your IRA and your 401k. On to telephone is Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Dave. I'm doing well today, halfway through the first week of 2022. I hope everybody else is too. Um, but yesterday was kind of a, I don't know, a lackluster day, to say the least. Yeah, I'd call it basically kissing your sister, down three points on the Standard & Poor's, down 210 on NASDAQ. But uh, the Dow, on the other hand, gained 215 points, and it set a new intraday high. It backed off a little at the end of the day, but we got a new intraday high that we got to top on the Dow. So. Uh, yeah, on balance, you know, while the NASDAQ was a disappointment, I'll call it on balance at the very worst case, a kiss in your sister day, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. I mean, obviously, the, the big loser was the NASDAQ. I mean, that was a pretty significant downturn, 1.3%. Uh, but the other two, yeah, pretty much just a lack of daisical. Yeah, did you see what were they? I didn't really have a chance to look at the indexes that much. Was there any one thing on the NASDAQ that drew it down bigly, any sector that was in, in bad shape? Now, I think people started finally looking at the interest rates um, ticking up. I did see that headline tick in about mid-morning yesterday, um, that uh, concern over the higher interest rates seemed to finally uh, hit people's radar screen. Which is kind of the conventional wisdom you and I both tout an awful lot, that growth stocks are much more interest rate sensitive than the other ones are, which makes sense, doesn't it? It, re it really does, you know, because they borrow more money than the than the. Uh, you know, the older established companies do. Absolutely. Speaking of interest rates, before we get to the morning's data dump, uh, you, you found a tidbit I hadn't seen yet. Mortgage rates are inching up again, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Uh, they hit a nine-month high. Um, they uh, the, the average 30-year fixed rate right now is 3.33% last week. Um, and, and so that's a half a percentage higher than it was a year ago. Uh, for for 30 year fixed, you know, so refinancing fell by 2% last week, they, they just, you know, it's putting some pressure on mortgage applications, uh, refis and that kind of stuff uh, will continue to be uh, a struggle, I think, which could ultimately if it continues Dave, could put some pressure on the real estate market. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one, one uptick, somebody decides, well, I'll wait and see what happens. So one week worth of snapshot isn't enough to really scare the pants off of somebody. But if this becomes a trend upward and we see a downward tick on mortgage apps, yeah, we don't want to see the construction industry take a tumble yet. 
No, absolutely not. We we need a a a slow and progressive uh, retrenchment if that's what's going to happen. Which ultimately, you and I both know, you know, interest rates are going to tick up. I mean, the Fed's already told us they're going to tick interest rates up, so uh, we already know it's coming. Um, which, uh, you know, there's people only have so much money to spend on housing. And if mortgage rates go up, that means they'll be able to buy less house or the price of housing will have to come down some. And this would be kind of a, a precursor of something a real estate friend of mine said as a point of uh, point of order back months and months ago. Nobody expects it to crash, but the real estate market does have to hit a plateau at the very least as far as uh, price increases are concerned. And interest rates probably will be the thing that generates that plateau in real estate appreciation. And that's right, because they basically say there's an equilibrium there, right? Interest rates go up, price of real estate goes down. Interest rates go down, the price of real estate goes up. So there's that that balancing act, and uh, and and it's we'll see it come into play. I think uh, down the road, if the interest rates continue to stay up. Yep, and 2022 is probably going to be the bellwether on that as to what happens and uh, that inchworm effect on mortgage rates that uh, probably inevitable. But as long as it's an inchworm type rate, then we won't crash the housing markets if things jump in a hurry. Uh, the housing market will go to heck in a handbasket just as fast, won't it? Absolutely so. You're, you're so right there. Other data that came out before uh, before the 8.30 mark, we get our usual interesting stuff. There was a JOLTS report that came out yesterday. We mentioned yesterday morning. And uh, you said it was actually, believe it or not, good news. The bad news in the bunch is another 4.5 million people said to heck with it and stopped working last month. But the number of job openings in this country, this kind of made me drop my false teeth, 10 million vacancies in this country. And because you've got history, uh, that was actually good news, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. So the number came out 10 million, 600 people uh, or jobs are open right now. Um, and I know you got a couple, I got a couple. So uh, they we're right in there with that number. But the expectation was 11.1 million. And that's what it was in the prior month was 11.1 million. So, so that's 500,000 less job openings than what there was last month. So, so I think when you look at that, that's, that's probably some good news. That's kind of the story of the economy that we've had for the last oh, year and a half or so. It's going in the right direction, just nowhere near as fast as we wish it would. Well, yeah, and that number's fluctuated back and forth, right? I mean, it was a couple months ago we were down to 10 million and we jumped up to, to 11 million. So let's hope it keeps going in that direction. No, yeah, the Jones report said that really the food service, and this shouldn't surprise anybody, food service industry was hit the hardest by the vacancies, primarily because, well, number one, it's a hard job. Number two, you add on the Omicron. Uh, virus effect to the uh, food service industry and the fact that in er some areas of the country they're clamping down on in-restaurant in eating. It's uh, it kind of a double whammy on that industry right now. Yeah it, it, yeah, it really is, especially outside of Florida, right? Washington's, D.C., New York City, San Francisco, those areas where, you know, they've really stopped in inside dining unless you've got vaccinations. So, you know, just that in itself will, will limit, you know, how many people come in to eat. Absolutely. And that costs that industry jobs and the ones they've got they can't fill because they've scared off the candidates. Uh, talking about some good news to come along, though, the 830 data dump, the ADP private sector employment measurement. We've always said this number doesn't have a lot of credibility on absolute numbers, but it does tend to be directionally accurate. 
And Umgala, we expected 410,000 new private sector jobs in the last month, and the ADP report was 807,000 new jobs. Like I said, directionally accurate, if it is, that's really good news. That is great news in, in, in that terms. If, if it is accurate, that that's a, sometimes is a big if, right? Um, but, but also looking at that's a, that's a huge jump from what it was in the prior month and way mm-hmm. bigger than what it was expected to be. They only expected, like, like you said, 375 to 410. So, um, so a, a big beat there. But, but, you know, like you said, the real numbers come out Friday right? The, the government numbers come out Friday. We'll see how that pairs up with the ADP and see if it's in the right direction. Absolutely. ADP is always famous for being way off the mark as far as absolute numbers are concerned. But, you know, by and large, they got a pretty decent record as far as at least telling us which direction they're going properly. And uh, big in a positive direction is always good news on a month-to-month basis. So we'll take that as possible. The other thing that's coming out later on today that may make things change a little bit is the open market committee meetings from the Fed. They released that at 2 p.m. That's always a green eye shade moment for the data geeks because this is when we get to find out what the discussion was like in that last Federal Reserve meeting when they argued about how many rate increases, how fast to be able to taper back the bond buying and all the money-tightening measures the Fed announced. How serious was the discussion and was it all universal and unanimous or whether or not there was an argument? We'll find that out at 2 this afternoon. That's right. And it always, uh, when that comes out, you know, the times we're in right now, it does give us some indications of what to expect in 2022. Um, and, and that becomes important, especially after the last announcement we got of, you know, reduced bond buying and, uh, you know, the interest rates going up this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the how the board was split on those decisions. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They didn't commit to, but they guided us to a couple of interest rate hikes. That was almost expected, but uh, I think most were surprised by the fact that they decided to taper the bond purchases back to zilch as fast as they did. So what the argument was like in the meeting and what the minutes say could very well attract some attention. The uh, other side, just tidbits going on. We had an auto purchase, uh, an auto sales report come out yesterday afternoon, and somebody in Detroit is not happy to hear this. Toyota is the U.S. sales leader in vehicles after nearly a century of General Motors combined brands being our number one sales leader in automotive products in this country. Somebody in Detroit is having something not very pleasant for breakfast this morning, I'd wager. Yeah, I'm sure that there's some upset folks there. But, you know, when you look at that, Dave, I think that a couple things, one, come to mind is is that you know, is it really, um, you know, we have such a supply issue, right? And in, in the U.S. especially because, because what, you know, we don't manufacture much of the way of chips here in the United States anymore. I mean, they're, they're trying to flip that back and start again. But, but we had a supply chain issue when it comes to chips. We're still battling that. And it makes you wonder, um, did maybe Japan have a hand up on us when it came to chips um, overall? Uh, you know, that, that comes to mind in my mind as well when I was looking at it because, uh, you know, I keep doing ads for the Toyota dealer getting a new bit, new new cars, and that's good news to have new cars available in town. But uh, the other brands are having difficulty getting theirs in. I'm kind of wondering, too, whether or not Japan has a pipeline into China where all the chips are being made. 
Well, that's true. Or, or maybe, I mean, uh, you know, Taiwan or, or maybe Japan actually has some chip manufacturers now that, that, um, that's helping them out in that area. It could be. Earnings season really hasn't gotten underway yet. I know you told me we had one report out this morning, but we're starting to get some pre-release guidance information. We'll hear from AT&T in a week or two. And uh, they announced ahead of their report that they added a record number of new cell phone subscribers last quarter. And some of their other business interests, like HBO Max, the streaming service they're introducing, is uh, growing at a subscriber rate better than they expected. Now, whether it's better than the street expects is a different story, but it looks like AT&T is priming us for an earnings beat, doesn't it? It does sound that way, which is good news for them. Um, you, you know, anytime that they can start to pick up more subscribers, because remember, that's month in, month out money, that's, uh, that's going to be there every month. Absolutely. As far as earnings are concerned, it's only the first week of the month and we don't expect much, but you do have one that actually put out a fourth quarter report, don't you? I do. The, the company used to be known as just Miller, the Miller office um, supply folks. Now it's called Miller Knoll office furniture maker. Uh, they, uh, they missed by six cents a share, came in at 51 cents. Revenue was, was also below uh, what Wall Street had forecasted as well. Demand was strong, but the company was hurt by supply chain issues, and they had some labor disputes, which, you know, I'm starting to see some headlines about other companies having some labor disputes. So it's going to be interesting to see as we continue on this year if uh, if labor becomes more and more of an issue. But uh, but it is hurting uh, Miller Knoll this morning. Uh, they are down. Uh, my screen just disappeared here. Um, yeah, well, uh, somebody else uh, here we go. down 3%, Dave, down 3% to, to 37.97, uh, still, still better than their 52 week low. All right, we'll go for it. As said yesterday, it was kind of a mixed bag down with a new intraday record. The other two indexes off a bit, NASDAQ by quite a bit, as a matter of fact. 45 minutes before we open this morning, I'm seeing the beginning of some red ink on my delayed futures. Is it holding up there, Philip? It is. It's, it's definitely holding up. Yeah, it, but it's, it's minuscule for the most part. We got the Dow down like less than $10. We got the S&P 500 down less than uh, $4. However, the NASDAQ 100 is down $63, which is about four-tenths of a percent. Uh, on the other side of the, uh, of the column, uh, commodities are all green right now. We got silver. Hey, man, silver's finally up over 23. Is it 23.20 an ounce? That's up a little over six tenths of a percent. Gold making some headway this morning, too, at $1,827 an ounce. That's up almost seven tenths of a percent. And then the one we don't like to be going up is going up significantly, up 1.1% to $77.81 a barrel. Youch! Yeah. I'm so glad up. Monday at three oh seven a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> I found a cheap price. Yeah. International markets, Asian rim was mixed overnight. The European markets are kind of looking and saying, okay, we're not going wild after a good day a couple of days ago. And they're going up, but fractionally again, midway through the European trading day. Finding out where your money's going is important, but nobody knows that for sure. The only thing you can really do is make sure that you don't have more than you plan to at risk. That takes a little bit of help from a pro. How do I get a hold of you to find out where the risk is in my portfolio, Philip? Dave, all they have to do is give us a call, 
and walk through our core retirement design that helps them design the retirement they always dreamed of. It's easy. It's simple. Um, and, and we can walk you right through it. Just give us a call at 863-382-0037 to get started on that process. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. All righty, and back here again tomorrow morning. Philip, thank you so much. You have a great day. All right, man, you too. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, you know, the older we get, the closer to retirement we get, most of us are responsible now for our own retirement, creating our own income and our own pensions. That's why I help design the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 and let us help you create the retirement you always dreamed of. Hey, until tomorrow, have a great day.